good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. As you know, we are reading in 2 Thessalonians. We just finished chapter 2. And at the end of chapter 2, Paul was basically... He was basically given like a blessing of encouragement to the Thessalonians. Almost, and to me, this always makes it sound like he's ending, but he was not done yet. But uh, he was just giving them, you know, uh, may, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who has loved us and given us everlasting comfort, um, may he comfort and encourage and strengthen your hearts in every good work and word. So he's just, you know, giving them a blessing, kind of praying a blessing on them. Now we're ready to read chapter 3. And again, this is 2 Thessalonians. This is chapter 3. And I am reading from the Amplified Bible, okay? And we'll start with verse 1. Finally, brothers and sisters, pray continually for us that the word of the Lord will spread rapidly and be honored, triumphantly celebrated and glorified, just as it was with you. And pray that we will be rescued from perverse and evil men, for not everyone has the faith. But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you, setting you on a firm foundation, and will protect and guard you from the evil one. So that's a very good saying, isn't it? I mean, we can take that and, and point that at ourselves as well. The Lord is faithful, he will strengthen us, he will protect, protect and guard us from the evil one. That's, that's good to know. It's something good to think about. We have confidence in the Lord concerning you that you are doing and will continue to do the things which we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the steadfastness and patience of Christ. Again, kind of, kind of a blessing, praying blessing on them. That's, I mean, I think these are the types of things we should try to do ourselves. As far as, you know, trying to bless others through the word. Now we command you, believers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by his authority, that you withdraw and keep away from every brother or sister who leads an undisciplined life and does not live in accordance with the tradition and teaching that you have received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example, because we did not act in an undisciplined or inappropriate manner when we were with you. We were never idle or lazy, nor did we avoid our duties, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with labor and hardship we worked night and day to pay our own way, so that we would not be a financial burden on any of you for our support, not because we do not have a right to such support, but we provided our own financial support to offer ourselves as a model for you so that you would follow our example. For even while we were with you, we used to give you this order. If anyone is not willing to work, then he is not to eat either. Indeed, we hear that some among you are leading an undisciplined and inappropriate life, doing no work at all, but acting like busybodies meddling in other people's business. 
Now such people we command and exhort in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and work quietly and earn their own food and other necessities, supporting themselves instead of depending on the hospitality of others. And as for the rest of you, believers, do not grow tired or lose heart in doing good, but continue doing what is right without weakening. Now, I wanted to read all that together because it's basically sounds like to me this was one issue they had in their group. They had some people who were, Paul calls them undisciplined, and I guess we would say undisciplined and unmotivated, and you know, they're not really following the word of the Lord, and they're not. You know, they're not, they don't have self-discipline. They're not making themselves do what they should do. Because they should, as long as they are able, they should be willing and trying to work and support themselves. And not just living off of others. You know, there's some in every group. There's always a few in every congregation that are better off than others. And there are always some who are less well-off, worse worse off than others. Um, that does not mean that you should just quit trying and let those who are wealthier support you. Uh, you. You should still try and do what you can. Now, he's not talking about people who are trying and, and they're just not making it through, you know, a number of different circumstances circumstances can can cause you to have times of financial distress okay we all know that um, but he's not talking about people who are trying he is obviously talking about people who have given up who have quit trying they're not even trying and they're just living off others and and he's saying this is not wrong you've got to try to do what you can um, that sounds a little harsh Alright, sorry, had a little technical issue. But nonetheless, what we were talking about was, you know, they had some people who were, they were not working to support themselves. They were just laying around depending on others. And because they were idle, they started getting into trouble, being busybodies, probably being gossips, you know, just, just getting into other people's business and, and generally just getting themselves into trouble, which is not good. You want to you want to stay busy in good ways and not in bad ways. You don't want to be a busybody or a gossip and get yourself in that kind of trouble. And really, it's not good for us to just be lazy and just lay around and not do anything. Um, it does start to affect you mentally and emotionally in bad ways too when you're just not doing anything and you're not productive. So it's best to avoid that type of life. And it just it does not work well. We're we're made and geared to actually do something, to actually produce something or create something. That's what we like to do. So it's just the way we are. Uh, it's because we're patterned after God, who also is the great creator, the great author, the great the great mathematician, chemist, everything. You know, the great scientist. So. But, notice at the end here, of what we just read, that Paul says, Now, as for the rest of you, do not grow tired or lose heart in doing good, 
Now, the reason he, at least I'm thinking part of the reason he's saying this, is some of them were probably getting very tired of supporting these layabouts. And you know, when you have somebody taking advantage of you, and I've heard other people make comments to this effect, when you have people taking advantage of you, sometimes it makes you just want to quit being charitable altogether. It kind of sours it for you. And we have to be careful of that because we're charged with helping others and not just Christians but all others and sometimes there are going to be those who take advantage and they sort of try to cheat the system and different things that's gonna happen we have to accept that going in and don't let that hurt us towards doing what we know is right Alright, so, sorry, having some sort of technical issue today, it's really making me a little crazy, but nonetheless, we want to make sure, like Paul says at the end, that we do not grow tired and lose heart and quit doing what is right and what is good. We should not stop being charitable just because there's a few bad apples that take advantage of the situation and take advantage <coughs> of that charity, so... That happens, and we just have to accept that going in, and that's between them and God. That's really not, in a way, that's not our concern. We should weed out as much of that as we can, but at, to, at some point, we have to accept the fact that we can't prevent all of that. So moving on, verse 14. Now if anyone in the church does not obey what we say in this letter... Take special note of that person and do not associate with him so that he will be ashamed and repent. Now here's the idea. See, we just want to make it uncomfortable for them and get them to repent. Do not regard him as an enemy, okay? But keep admonishing him as a believing brother. And this would go for a sister as well. But do not, do not be super harsh and mean, but just say, look, we... You know, we need you to try and do better. We need to see that you're repenting and doing better and get that going. You know, we're, I don't think we're really called to, you know, always be kicking people out and pushing them away and being, you know, especially mean to them. But I think in this case, he says, keep admonishing them as a believer. You know, and that's what we should be doing. Okay, so... Continuing on, now may the Lord of peace himself grant you his peace at all times, and in every way that peace and spiritual well-being that comes to those who walk with him, regardless of life's circumstances, the Lord be with you all. I, Paul, write you this final greeting with my own hand. This is the distinguishing mark in every letter of mine that shows it is genuine it is the way I write my handwriting and signature, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. So Paul added that at the end to make sure they would know this was genuine so that he could keep people from being able to counterfeit his letters and confuse them. So that's, that's a really good thing. That's really nice. So that is the end of 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and the end of 2 Thessalonians. So... I'll try to do a little summary for this uh, in my next session, and um, it shouldn't be too long. We just got the three chapters, and I think Paul's message to them or lessons to them were very clear and really 
uh, pretty easy to understand. So, thank you for listening. God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.